the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. And so, and so this whole issue of restitution, when we look at it and we begin to apply it in today's day and time, we realize that these gadgets that we have have allowed us to do damage and destruction in a variety of ways. And forgiveness for offenses has take, has, needs to happen. And so the Lord says, okay, that's fine. It needs to happen. This is the first thing you've got to understand, or the second thing you say you've got to understand. The level of damage you've done you need to be willing to repay to that same level. Amen. You can't go less than that. you got to go to that level. Amen. If a person was injured by me financially, by something that I have done to them or taken from them, then I must become willing to do what I can to repair, replace, and restore that person financially in an equitable way. Amen. So if I did something that is costing, cost you $100, I can't give you back 20 and call it good. I kids said, no, <laughs> no, no, ain't happening, no. I've got to do something that is at least equitable to what it is that I've done. Amen. Far too often, dear ones, we do things that injure a person in some way, and then we offer as our remedy for the situation to, for, for what we have done, things that in no way even come close to repaying or repairing or replacing the things that have been damaged or taken away by us. We do things in small ways. And I see this all the time. I see people doing this all the time. And, 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 and we've, we've come up with terminology. We've come up with terminology to kind of make it right. So say, for instance, say, for instance, I, 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 I'm driving Brother Foreman's car. I'm driving Brother Foreman's car. And, and I just happen to run into something and I damage Brother Foreman's car. And I, I put a pretty good sized ding in his car. I mean, it's still drivable, but you've got this noticeable dent on the side of his car. Me going to the store and getting some cupcakes for Brother Foreman and say, here, bro, here's some cupcakes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That in no way is equitable for what I have done. But guess what we do? We, we say stuff like, this is my way of saying I'm sorry. This is my way 
of apologizing. That may be your way. It ain't God's way. God says, give back something that's equitable what you took. We, we, we do things like, well, this is just my way of saying I'm sorry. And sometimes we, go, we get even so brazen, bro. Sometimes we get so brazen, we just bring the cupcakes and drop my here you go, bro. Yeah. And we don't even say nothing. Amen. And then we got, we got to interpret. Well, I guess that's his way of saying I'm sorry. We got to interpret what you're doing. Amen. No, no, no. Dear ones, I am a firm believer of using the words I'm sorry. I am a firm believer of that. Amen. I am a firm believer. Don't, don't do something like, that I'm supposed to interpret. No, say the words. I'm sorry I was wrong. Forgive me. Amen. That way there's no reason for me to try and interpret what you mean because you're telling me what you mean. Amen. And so, dear ones, by doing that kind of stuff, what we're, what we're actually doing is we are reoffending the person yeah. because we're insulting them. Yes, we're reoffending them by insulting them. For what it is that we're trying to do, and we're making the possibility of any type of reconciliation with that person even harder to take place. And so what the Lord shows us here by saying if a person takes an ox, he needs to restore an ox. If a person takes a sheep, he has to give back a sheep. What the Lord is showing us here is that in order for restitution to happen, whatever is given as a form of restitution must be like or similar to what it was that was taken. Thirdly, notice that what the Lord required for a person to pay in restitution was more than what it was that they had taken. Notice what the text says. It says, if a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. And so if a person took an ox, they were not allowed to just give back one ox. They had to give back uh, an ox for the ox that they had taken and then in addition to that, had to give four more on top of that, for a total of five. In other words, as you take note of what the Lord says through Moses in this 22nd chapter, as you read the whole thing, dear ones, and you take note of what the Lord says in the different circumstances and different situations, what you begin to see becomes very clear. The Lord is showing us that restitution will always require for a person to whatever they pay for rest as a form of restitution will always be greater than the thing that they have taken. What you pay in restitution will always be greater than it is than the thing that you've taken. And the point that this helps us to see there was is this. True restitution will involve a person not just giving back to someone something that is like or similar to what it is that has been taken or lost. It will require them to also become willing to give back more of it. So you don't just give back, you know, if I, if I do something to Sister Anne that offends her in some way, or, and I've got to, she, she's requiring some form of restitution for what I have done, I just can't give back something that is similar or like. I've got to become willing to give her back something that is similar or like and more of it. Amen. Let me, let me, let me break this part down. So, dear ones, if I do something that offends Sister Anne and causes her to lose her ability to trust me. If I do something that causes Sister Anne to lose her ability to trust me because of something that I have done or said or whatever the case is, as the offending person, I must become willing to do what I can as a form of restitution that will help her to trust me even more. So she trusted me at this level, but I did something that violated that. So now she's lost her ability to trust me. I can't bring her back just to that level. 
I got to do stuff in a way that causes her to be able to trust me even more than she was before the offense happened. This is why, this is why, this is why people, I do this all the time. People do this all the time. This, I, I, t- I teach this and I help people try to see this in the text of the scriptures. And so, well, well pastor, one question. How long am I going to have to do that? Come on, pastor, come on. How long? How long am I going to have to do this to, to, to get her or him to trust me? How long? I said, I can't tell you that. As long, it, that's, that's my answer. As long as it takes for them to trust you more than they did before. And so, and so there was the wisdom that the Lord shows us by saying this, dear ones, it becomes clear because by the Lord doing it this way, he is helping the offended person to be restored in a way that is more accurately bringing them back to the place that they were at before the offense happened. Amen. That's cool. The Lord is trying to bring the offended person back to the place that they were at before the offense happened. So it more accurately does that. But also by the Lord requiring this and by taking note of the willingness of the offender, the one who did the offense, to be willing to do these things, it makes the process of forgiving that person for what they have done less difficult to do. When you see the offended, offending person doing these things, it makes it easier to forgive. So the Lord's trying to help you in that regard. And then thirdly, by the Lord requiring this from the offending person. So the offending person, the Lord is requiring this from you by him requiring these things from you as the offending party, dear ones. It does two things. One, it helps the offending person to realize that there are consequences to my actions. There are consequences to my actions. And then secondly, it helps the offending person realize, here we go now, that the price for sin that you will always have to pay will be greater than the pleasure of sin you enjoy. Amen. Amen. That's true. The price of sin that you will have to pay will always, always, always be greater than the pleasure of sin that you enjoy. Amen. Amen. Who's trying to drive the point home? He said, you know, you take an ox, you give back five. You take a sheep, you give back four. I want you to understand that the price of sin will always be higher than the pleasure you enjoy. Amen. That's you, you, you've got to understand that. The devil is master on getting you to, masterful in getting you to focus on the pleasure. But he never tells you the price. No, no. <laughs> oh, it'll be fun, bro. It'll be, oh, oh, you're going to have a time. Woo! It's going to be off the hook. It's going to be like that. You just, oh, okay, that's good. That sounds good. What's the price? I, I don't, I, it's just, you're going to have a lot of fun. Don't worry about that. It's just going to be fun. You're going to be whirling with your boys and everybody's going to be enjoying themselves and having a good old time. And then, okay, that's all good. What's the price? Oh, blah, 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 blah. And, and you go, this girl going to be there and that girl going to be there and this, that, all that. I, I, I hear all that. What's the price? He never tells you the price. He never tells you the price because he knows the price you will end up paying will always be greater than the pleasure you enjoy. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, 
After you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. The fourth point. Notice that all of the things that, we, that they are to do in order for restitution to happen, those things were determined for them, and they were not selected by them. Amen. Notice that all these things were determined for them, and they were not selected by them. Notice that even though the offenses that took place were between individuals, because if, if a person stole an ox, he's stealing that ox from a person. If a person stole a sheep, he's stealing it from another person. So the offenses happen between people, and yet it was the Lord who is the one who is setting the terms and determining for how the, the degree and type of restitution is to be paid. Amen. Now, there are several reasons for this, dear ones. One reason is because for the offended person, if they were to do it, then the type and degree of restitution that they might require might have been overly strict and harsh like we had talked about before because they were responding to things out of a sense of hurt or anger or insult over the offense that they have experienced. Amen. Sometimes, dear ones, your responses are not, you, you say, you, you know, you ask a person, you know, how do you feel about this? What are you thinking? And they respond, but they're responding out of anger. They're responding out of hurt. They're responding out of a sense of insult Amen. over what has happened to them. And that happens. Tell the truth, saying the devil. That happens to all of us. And sometimes the Holy Ghost will have to catch you. You've said something or you've done something out of a sense of hurt or anger. And the Holy Ghost will have to catch you. And tell, and tell you, okay, you, you, I, I know where you're at, and I know what you're, where you're coming from, but you were wrong in what you said, or you were wrong in what you did. Amen. So, so that is one reason, or that person might have been overly lenient or insufficient in what they were asking for by either being emotionally overwhelmed or just emotionally fatigued in dealing with the situation. Sometimes for the offended person, they can be too lenient to, 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 and ask for insufficient things because they're just tired of dealing with it. They just want to get past it. I just want to get beyond this. I, I'm tired of dealing with this with you. I just want to get I just want to move on so they don't require anything from the offended offending party. And the other reason why the Lord is the one that determines these things is because for the offending person, if they were to set the type and degree of restitution that would be required, then the possibility of them doing things and then developing the, a, a type of sense like they've done enough or, or I've, I've done enough or, 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 or I've, you know, it wasn't that, that big of an issue. So they just don't do very much. You know, that's a real, real possibility. And so the practical point of application that this point helps us to see, dear ones, is that when determining the type and the level and degree of restitution that is needed in order to address a situation, it is always a good thing to ask someone who is outside of the situation to double check what you're doing and what you're asking for as a form of restitution before it's implemented. Amen. Not after it's implemented, before it's implemented. To make sure that it is adequate to address the situation 
appropriate for the situation and is equitable to the offense that has happened. Amen. But there was this, this one last thing that I want for us to take note of. There's one last thing I want to take, for us to take note of, because notice what we're told in verses 10 through 15 of Exodus 22. It says, if a man deliver unto his neighbor a donkey or an ox or a sheep or any beast to keep and it die or be hurt or be or driven away, no man seeing it, then shall an oath of the Lord be between them both that he that had that he has not put his hand unto his neighbor's goods and the owner of it shall accept thereof and he shall not make it good. And if it be stolen from him, he shall make restitution unto the owner thereof. If it be torn in pieces, then let him bring it for witness. So bring the pieces of that animal for witness, and he shall not make good that which was torn. And if a man borrow aught or anything of his neighbor, and it be hurt or die, the owner thereof being not with it, he shall make it good. But if the owner thereof be with it, he shall not make it good. If it be a hired thing, it came for his hire. He said, well, Pat, okay, interpret all that. <laughs> Break all that down. Okay. Here we are given certain situations where the Lord says that no type of restitution needs to be paid, even though a loss of some type clearly has taken place. In certain situations, the Lord says clearly, he says, he shall not make it good. Don't, you do not have to make that good. You do not have to pay any form of restitution. Let's read it again. If a man deliver unto his neighbor a donkey or an ox or a sheep or any or any beast to keep it and it die or be hurt or be driven away, no man seeing it. So you, the, the man gives you something. He lends you something and something happens to it. But nobody sees what happens. No, nobody's there to witness what happens. It happened in the middle of the night. So nobody sees what took place. Verse 11. Then shall an oath of the Lord be be between them both that he has not put his hand into his neighbor's goods. So the man says, I, I promise you, I didn't do anything. It, it happened at 2 o'clock in the morning. We were asleep. We don't know what happened. We just woke up and it was like this. That man, is, he takes an oath, that man pledges an oath before the Lord. I have not done anything to your stuff. Amen. And the owner of it shall accept thereof, and he shall not make it good. Okay. And so dear ones, and the reason why the Lord says no form of restitution is required for these types of things is because there was no intent by anyone to harm, injure, offend, or take advantage of somebody in any way present. Amen. There was no intention. There was no intent to harm. There was no intent to damage. There was no intention to hurt you. Amen. It just happened. Even though something did happen, and even though a loss of some type was experienced, and even though an offense of some type had occurred, there was no intention on the part of anyone involved for any of that to take place. Amen. It was truly an accident. Amen. It doesn't mean the other person ain't hot. It just means that no form of restitution is necessary because it was truly an accident. Now, there are at least two practical points of application that this can help us to learn real quickly, dear ones. The first one is this. It is only appropriate to require some form of restitution be paid for an offense when there is a clear intent to harm, injure, or offend somebody in some way. It is only appropriate for a person to ask for some form of restitution 
And at times there was you need to ask for some form of restitution. Because if you don't ask for it, many times the offending person doesn't learn. Nope. You don't learn. If, if there's no pain involved, you don't learn nothing. Amen. And, so, and so at times there has to be some form of restitution so that the, the education process can take place. But dear ones, where there is no intention to, heart, to hurt or harm or injure, there's no intent. At that point, there was no form of restitution needs necessary because there was no intention of that happening. You weren't trying to do it. It just happened. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about real quickly. Then I'm moving on. If you allow me to borrow your lawnmower. So, so, so I, I go to Brother Daryl and say, Brother Daryl, could I borrow your lawnmower? My mind busted. I got to mow my lawn. It's grass is almost tall as I am. I got to cut my grass. Could I borrow your lawnmower? Brother Daryl says, yeah, Pastor, go ahead and borrow my lawnmower. So if I borrow Brother Daryl's lawnmower to mow my yard, and in the process of doing that, I'm mowing my yard, an unexpected lightning storm comes. It just comes out of nowhere. And it's striking the ground, and, it, and, I, and I, so I just run in the house because the lightning is there. And the lightning just comes down and strikes Brother Daryl's lawnmower. No form of restitution is needed. I didn't cause the lightning storm. I didn't try to, I, I didn't push it and out there. I think, they, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, okay. No, I wasn't trying. It just happened. Now, Brother Daryl, give me pastor, my lawn pastor. Come on, now, pastor. Brother Daryl, I didn't, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean, I, I wasn't trying to do that. No form of restitution is needed in that situation. But, say for instance, I go to Brother Daryl and say, Brother Daryl, can I borrow your lawnmower? Because my yard is grass is high, that mine broke, da 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 da, whatever. So he lets me borrow it. But in the process of, and, and Brother Daryl even says, Pastor, I, I just want you, I, I, I was watching the news and all week they've been forecasting lightning storms for this week. You sure you want to borrow it this week? Oh yeah, bro, I'm fine. I'm, I heard that, but I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it real quick. I'm, I'm, I ain't going to be out there. And so I'm mowing it and lightning comes and the same situation strikes the lawnmower, blows it up. Brother Daryl is out of lawnmower. Restitution should be paid. Because I had knowledge and information that should have directed my decisions. Amen. Agree with that. Yeah. Everybody with me? Yes, sir. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Knowledge and information that should direct your decisions, if that's there, that means you knew and you still did it anyway. Okay. Restitution. Amen. See, a lot of times we want restitution where there was no intention. And at other times, we don't require any restitution, even though there was intention. That's good, Pastor. <laughs> so people don't learn. People don't ever realize. They don't learn nothing. So the things keep happening over and over and over and over again. And dear ones, and I'm saying this and I'm done. We talked about it in Sunday school. At times, you have to help people to learn to respect you. You have to help them to learn to respect you. And at times, in order to help you, I'm going to give you some help. You're going to pay me back my lawnmower. <laughs> You're going to give me my lawnmower. And you, you ain't going to the pawn shop. Get me one. Because I didn't get it from the pawn shop. I got it from the Sears outlet. I got the sales receipt right here. So I don't want anything that costs less than that lawnmower. Amen. Uh, I, okay, brother. I'm, 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 I'm going. I bring back something that's more than that. All right, now we're talking. Now we're talking. And now you know you're going to borrow my law. I'll, I'll let you borrow it again. You're just going to recognize. 
You're going to recognize him. You're going to be checking the weather. You're going to be checking, you're gonna be checking the forecast. You're going to be looking for floods to come through. You're going to be, you're gonna be doing all kinds of stuff. Before you borrow my lawnmower again. Because by doing that, Brother Daryl is helping me to understand if I do borrow something from him, I at least have to respect him. Yes. He's, he, he's not just going to let me just do stuff and get away with stuff. That's not, that's not how he is. That's not who he is. So I grow in my respect for him. He grows in his respect for me because I have done things in a way to restore him. So now he knows if pastor borrows my lawnmower again and it busts, I can count on him to take care of it. He will take care of it. I know that because he did it before. So the offended person has learned. The offending person has learned. The restoration of the relationship has taken place. And God is glorified. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.